a nice little cheersy there oh yeah hello everybody hello this is a a very sophisticated beginning to uh oh, episode yeah. seven this is the way we should do the podcast oh, in we future really, we should definitely with a glass or a bottle or two of wine or or food <laughs> am i slurring many, already how many glasses have you had this is ridiculous <laughs> the very start of the glass as well ah uh, ridicule oh <laughs> that must be the Bordeaux that we're drinking is bringing the, f- the French out in you. When in Rome. Indeed. Oh, speaking of Rome, you were in Rome. No, I wasn't in Rome. Oh, I'm sorry. You were in Italy. I was in Italy. Tell us more. We want to know. Ah, people are probably fed up. Nobody knows. Nobody looks at your uh, feed anyway, oh. so. Oh, sorry, man. I do. I'll let down. So, yeah. where I'm were back, you? I'm back, back from Venice. It was what great. was it like? Tell ah, us it all amazing. about it. Amazing. Destination amazing. wedding. Amazing. Destination Venice. I don't know if I told you, but it was amazing. Really? Did you? Um, it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was um, lovely. Um, oh, just a, a brilliant place to photograph in. Right. What's Mi- it like? L- I've never been. Stunningly beautiful. So, if you would, if you have never been to Venice and you wanted to tell somebody who never knew even what Venice was, or what was it about? What would you say? What would be your description of Venice? I would. Uh, it, it kind of um, surprised me actually. Mm. Um, because it's quite a walking city. Oh. Yeah, you can really walk everywhere in Venice. And you'd imagine, oh, I'd have to get a boat and do this and Yeah, that. that's what I thought. No, no, there's literally hundreds of bridges, oh, little bridges. alleyways, and uh, most of those alleyways contain gelato um, stalls. Okay. pizza shops. Where you, no doubt, spent most of your time. Yes, indeed. In fact, there was a conversation of how many gelatos is acceptable on a daily basis and we came to the conclusion that five was okay daily no, there are one scoop gelatos now how many you can, you can get a five scoop gelato does it take to get dave to photograph your wedding yes um not many okay not many and were they nice what flavors i had uh, i had coconut mm. i had lemon mm-hmm. i had um oh there was one it was uh Vanilla? It was vanilla with little chocolatey chips in it. <sighs> Can't remember the name of it now. Chocolate chip, chalky gento or something. Anyway, whatever. Chocolate chip. Oh. Um, there was a a, a caramel. Uh, oh, like a fudge. Oh, I had lots of bread. That sounds amazing. So that's how you Lemon describe Venice. Good. You're vanilla so cultured. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was beautiful. So really, is it actually is very, very beautiful place to photograph in. Uh, and tell us about the the wedding itself. Was it good? The was wedding it, was, was great. Um, a lot of boat rides, Ooh. and um, the weather was going to be a little bit uh, tumultuous. Oh, very nice. I love the, the vocabulary. It's just <laughs> getting better just, every week. I don't know about you, but I've read a book. <laughs> Are you using that app? Where it gives you a word a day to use. Yeah. Where would I get in the word? Chimultuous. <laughs> wow. I am impressed. You do have to like think about it before you say it. Oh, God. All I can think of is voluptuous. I wouldn't. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear. The wedding was very voluptuous. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of big, um, big. Um, Gelatos. Rain clouds. 
Um, but yeah, no, on um, on. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't sing that song. What? That is our Italy song. I know. I didn't sing it, and I forgot to fox it to you as well. Oh. I'm raging over I that know. now. I did think about it at one point. I thought, oh, I should. probably So you did sing it, kind of. No, in I your didn't. Head. Uh, well, I kind of went. Oh, I haven't sang the song. It was on the airport on the way out of there. If you ever, listeners, if you ever go to Italy for a wedding or a holiday, it is customary to get off the plane and go. Is that in any way Is that in any way at all racist? No, it's not racist Because when Italians come to Ireland They go Is that racist? Probably But no, I'm not offended Are you? No, I'm not offended Well then, I'm sure they're not either Italians are lovely people They are, they are Actually, They're really nice, yeah They're really great They're really They're really Laid back Yeah, you don't need to be in a hurry for anything It's not the problem Yeah it's yeah. okay. Don't be wanting anything don't, right don't now. Don't be wanting it now. No. We can get a feel. Sit down there. Have you're a glass really, of wine. You're starving to death. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Have some gelato. <laughs> oh, I'm not good great. at accents. Me either. I, no. Uh, you're, 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 you're better at them. Do we, your... Do your uh, no. We need D in here. Um, D, Dave's wife, is superb at impressions. Yeah. I used she to think I was okay. brilliant. I used to think I was good. And then she started doing them and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do them. Anymore. Yeah. I'm not doing any impressions yeah, yeah, around no here. No way, man. No, no. way. So, so yeah. tell us more. And the wedding day itself, you shot the you shot the day, couple of the day before because you were worried about the weather, right? Yeah. Well, so we were worried. Hours. Yeah, we were worried that the that the weather was going to be really bad because of thunderstorms um, projected, right? Forecast. Yeah. And um, so the couple. Do you not have a big the, word for that? No, I thought you would no, have. Had um, no forecast. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the. Um, yeah, the couple get into their into their gear the day before, and uh, nice. we went all around. Little, actually, to be honest, not very much time. In fairness, we did a little bit in the main kind of island of Venice, and then we went out to this island called Burano, which is kind of like Cuba or something. It's all wow. every building is a different color and really, really beautiful. Wow. Did about I twenty minutes of stuff out there. there. Actually, you posted was superb, where. It was done in like a two contrast. They oh, were, They were in the the, background, in the light and the mm. people. That was an excellent shot, I have to say. Thanks very much. I'll put a little audience cheer in there. <clears throat> no, don't, don't, don't. It's okay. I love the effects. Man. It's okay. It's oh, really? Okay. You want me to put it on? All right. Okay. No, no, don't. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, no, it was a great, a very mm. nice experience. Mm-hmm. And um, the only slight problem I would say is that it's... Mm, it was tricky booking an early flight out of there because okay. you've got to get up very early to get the water taxi or the water bus actually, oh. and um, and then you're on a you're on a boat for like an hour and a half or an hour, yeah, an hour and ten minutes. Uh, it's choppy enough, but mm. no, it's not too bad really. It's not too bad. Very really choppy. It was mi- choppy. mild enough, kind of. Really, huh? Really, it was choppy. Yeah. Well, you know, you're crossing a big river, the... like a big. Was it a big? Well, there's. Well, I always thing... imagined it was just like small canals that you're flying up and down. Uh, you know? there, it, it, the the main part is is the just the main kind of Venice Canal mm-hmm. that runs up the middle, but then you have to go across over Did, to the airport, which is a much bigger. Do people like dry water. their clothes between the buildings and all like in Mission? There Impossible? is a lot of there is a lot of uh, clothes, oh, yeah. but not really between the buildings, not over the water. Okay. But there is a little bit of that, yeah. And you get a lot of that in Burano, actually. Okay. A lot of the. And originally, Venice is built on a like a swamp. So was it in any way smelly? No, no. And in fact, I was talking with Eric about that, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "I said, Eric, Savo. you have to bring your wife Savoir. here, Eric." And he goes, "Well, Dave, I beat you to it because I brought her there thirteen years ago." <gasps> but he did mention the smell, and I said, "There is no smell. The sm- it's 
Perfect. And I talked to a few people who were at the wedding who have been to Venice over the last few years and they've all said that no it smells. seemed much cleaner this time around. Only smells of gelato and pizza. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. And what about the day itself? Was the day good? Was oh, the day was great. It was a very, wedding? very, um, like 100% pretty much documentary shoot on oh, the wedding brilliant. because we had all the photographs out of the way civil ceremony couple of group shots church it's um it's a civil civil kind of ceremony okay so, yeah. so did he officially get married there they got officially got married the day before okay and i went with them and oh. took a few pictures of that oh, so nice. we went with all their family and did all that so there you go yeah so it was like two weddings in one day like two weddings so really they got you for half the price they did yeah okay that's pretty cool but say. you enjoyed it and now you're back loved it are you gonna blog love, it? You gonna I blog love it? to go back as um, just a tourist. Are you gonna blog it? I hope so. I'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Cool. Cool. I hope so. There you have it. There you have it. That's it. That's it. That's, That's that. Dave's. What have you been up to? Any crack? No. You're gonna have to tell me about how your camera. I've shot four you. weddings now with the five D Mark IV. Oh. Four weddings, and uh, Adobe just released the um, the raw update. Yes, which is brilliant. Which is oh, great because I can it? finally see the photos now. Up to now, I've just been looking at the back of the camera going, oh, that looks good. Oh. And then zooming in going, oh, I'm not sure. Is that sharp? Oh, really? Mm. Nah. Um, so, I've yeah. Heard, I've heard that it's a bit fuzzy, like. Nah, it's not fuzzy. It's just, my, it's just my, I, st- I need to stop drinking while I'm taking pictures. Yeah. That's, pro- that's half the problem. Mm. <clears throat> or set my little uh, diopter. diopter. Is it diopter or diopter? I don't know. I don't think it matters, does it? Little fiddly thing for your eye. And beside the eye on the left hand side. The one mm. that I keep hitting on the Nikon and going, Why won't this lens focus? And the, oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it is kind of. Well, on the, on the X, <clears> the Nikon is easy to turn as well. Is it? Yeah. On the Nikon, it's very protruding. It's just sticking right out there and you can easily oh, hit handy, off it and handy, stuff yeah, like that. Handy, yeah. Not like the Canon one that's still tucked away. I sense some <laughs> anger in you, Dave. No, I'm only winding up. It's a disturbance. Just in trying force. to see um, how easily I can get you around. Nah. Nah. Anyway, tell me about this camera. Tell me about this camera. Okay. So, um, I've only recently had a wee kind of a look, as you would say, at the um, at the files. So, yeah, I've been really, really happy. Really happy. So, the other day, I did a quick uh, five shot, five stop under expose. Brought everything up. Clean as a whistle. Oh. Beautiful. At 100 ISO only. I've only checked 100 ISO. Then I, I took a couple of shots at 6400 and 8000 and... <clears throat> again, clean as a whistle. Wow. Yeah, so really, really happy so far. It Would you compare it to like D750? I don't know. You know, it's hard to know because you need to shoot like a wedding and edit a wedding while you're, you know, because you know when you get a, mm. a feel for all the different times of day, different light as the day goes on and then you can kind of get a feel for how the camera's performing and how it's going and, and how the files look. I mean, um, so yeah, I think I think you have to kind of do a bit of editing before you get a real feel for how it mm. is. But so far, from the little tests I've done, it looks pretty good. It looks like... No, tell me this. So I'm not disappointed y- anyway, I can tell you that much. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. No, so if I say to you, um, you know, is it up there with like the D750 and everything? Mm. And you go, well, yeah. I mean, would you, would you kind of not have hoped that it was going to blow that away? Absolutely. It may, it may in fact do, like at some point. Yeah. But, but like I say... To be honest with you, like I don't think anybody realised that D750's potential until it was out a little while and people start going, holy crap, look at mm. this, you can do this, you can do that. And I think Canon releasing this had a bit of an unfair 
start because everyone's going, oh, I've seen two Raws. It doesn't look that good. It doesn't look, you know, you need to kind of give a camera a bit of time out in the field testing because light can be so different indoors, outdoors, different days and so on. So I think it needs, you need to edit a wedding or two and then you'll really get the feel for when you've processed yeah. images and when you export them and look at them and you go, okay, yeah, this Are is good. Are you going That's to um, bump any of your kind of weddings up the chain to have a little look at them? Quick? Um, no, I can't. I actually don't have the time to do that. No, right. not in his head. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm only messing. No, no. absolutely, absolutely not. Not. Yeah, I, I had to. This think doesn't work that. in an audio. Podcast, it doesn't because no. nobody knows what we're doing right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, you know. I'll get to them soon enough. Yeah. And I suppose them. you could always shoot a few personal shots and then have a quick look at those and then mm. that will kind of which give, I have you, done. give you a good... Which I have done. Oh, and that's what I'm that saying. Thing. Like, I've <laughs> I've done a bit of that and I've kind of I've kind of thought, yeah, it looks it looks comparable so far, so, but I need to see a full wedding. Good. So, on the D750... I know what you're going to ask me next. What? Go on. I was going to say, on the on the Canon uh, weddings and the new Canon weddings, has the D750 remained pretty much not used? I'd say it's gone from a 70-30 in reverse. Oh, right. So the yeah. Canon's now 70. Yeah. And very the, good. Very good. Yeah. Just What would you well, be using the D750 new, for then? Um, well, because I have 35 on the Canon and 50 on the D750 and I tend to shoot with 50 quite a lot. Okay, yeah. Um, so it means putting two fifties on, say, because I don't have really a good 35 for the, for for the, the Nikon. Nikon. Well, I do have a good 35, but it's just so heavy. You know, you kind of think... What one do you have? The 35? I have the 24 to 35 F2. Oh, it's just such... Brutal. It's a lovely lens, but it's so heavy. Oh, like, it's so, so heavy. heavy. Yeah. yeah, so... So, I kind of said, I'll shoot like this, and then I think I'm finding... I'm shooting a bit more on the 35 than I would normally do. Okay. okay. Which is nice, too, because I, I love that focal length. Yeah. You know, they're the yeah. two focal lengths I'll always kind of default to. Mm-hmm. 24 is a lovely, but it, sometimes it can just be too wide to yeah. use all day long. Yeah. And then 85 is lovely as well, but it's just too tight sometimes for certain situations. Mm, and, I agree. You know, and you can't get in close then to people if you're using 85, unless you're that type of shooter. Yeah. Depends on what you like. Well, you can. You can get close, but you just... Um, but then you're really close. Yeah, you're just taking pictures of their eyeballs. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Side of their cheek. Yeah. So they up. go, what about you, X-T2? Yeah, it's going well. I like See it. See what I did there? What about you, X-T2? I'm, I'm a poet and I know it. Uh, I really um, like to show it. It's, it's uh, yeah, I like it. It's good. Um, it probably didn't blow me away the way the X-T2 or the X-Pro2 did. Mm, so uh, when I got the X-Pro2, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but if you had got the X-T2 first, you probably would have felt I probably would have. I probably yeah. would have. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. I, I, I do like it and I will probably get another one, I would imagine. Because, yeah, I'd re- I mean, there, there has been times now where I've thought, all oh, right, I'll put this lens onto that camera, onto the X-T2. You know, I'll take it off the X-Pro and I'll put it onto the X-T2. Why does that bother you? Yeah, it does. I'd rather just shoot everything on the same body, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or the same type of camera. Okay, yeah, it's okay. It's just that the, the focus definitely is better. Why do you keep dinging your glass and looking at me like that? No, no, I'm not. I'm. That's just like, thing. I just want to add a few oh, sound effects. Sound effects huh? um, so yeah, I just the, the. I mean, the the autofocus is definitely better. So whenever something like that is significantly mm-hmm. better, you tend to kind of go, oh well, I'll rely on that camera then. Yeah. So I would say that it is a better camera. A couple of things that I'm not mad on. I I'm not mad on the feel of the camera. 
like on the actual feel of it. The X Pro right. to me feels more comfortable. Really? Is that because uh, you're a left eye shooter? No, I just think it feels nicer in the hand. Right. The, the X Pro just feels nicer. Just the, X, the grip. Yeah, the grip for me is too pronounced. Do you think maybe it's you should have got the like the big? No, battery I would drip? never have used that. It's too pointy. What do you mean? It's too, it's too the 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 um the grip part that you wrap your right hand around. Yeah. For me, that's too pronounced. I'd rather it was flatter on the flatter. camera. Oh, okay. It just feels more comfortable. And also, strangely, and I've heard this from a few people now in forums, but the X-Pro2 is nicer to look through, colours-wise. The colours look better. On the EVF. On the EVF, mm-hmm. yeah. So it looks closer to what, what I want. Whereas on the X-T2, for some reason, they look a bit weird. Maybe the, you can adjust it or something. No, I've, no. I mean, you, you can. You can adjust it. But I have set the two cameras to be the same, if you know what I mean. So you can and set the highlights, different. the shadows, saturation, sharpness everything you can do all of that and I've just set them to be exactly the same and I've read in a few forums now that people find that the X-T2 looks slightly greenish or yellowish on, okay. the, on the EVF okay. maybe they'll change that on a, on a, on a firmware okay. I don't know I kind of thought of that about the D750 screen when mm. I originally got it and I had yeah. to make some adjustments and yeah, finally I, got it looking nice I can understand Canon and Nikon looking different mm. but I, but when Fuji and Fuji I would imagine they'd look be exactly the same. the same yeah so it's a wee bit off-putting when okay. you lift one up to your eye and then you take that down, you lift the other one up to your eye and you go, oh, is this... A different know. camera. So it kind of it just kind of throws you a little bit. Yeah, okay. But um, no, it's a lovely camera. I do like the tilt screen. I've used it a lot now. Um, I like... Have you used the sideways tilt screen? Not really. Because um, you don't shoot portrait that much, do you? Not really, but I'll tell you what the sideways one is handy for if you're uh, trying to Drunk. shoot something that's kind of in front of you. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and you haven't got a lot, a lot of space. So you can. But it only works from one side. Really? Does not flip the other side? Uh, no, I don't think so. Huh. So it, if you're looking at the back of the camera, yeah. the switch is on the right of the lens, of the right yeah. of the screen. So you flick that little switch up and pull the camera out. Pull or, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you're looking top down, it looks like it's kind of yeah going at like a, an angle. You can't turn. It goes the other from way. left to right. Yeah, yeah left out furthest, mm-hmm. right closer to the camera. Yeah, yeah. So that looks. Um, you can't do it the other way. That's bad. And does it go 90 or 45? Or? 45. Okay. So I suppose that's just for high shots. It doesn't matter what orientation you have yeah, the camera. You're always going to have it have that you, way, actually. I use it actually for, um, they Dancing. had a really high cake, like this big <laughs> massive pivotal really? cake. And I thought, I could get a chair or I could use this. Ooh. And I just tilted the screen and... So all that development, Fuji. For a cake shot. For one shot. Boom. Nice. Delicious. So are you happy? Yes, I am happy. I think it's uh, it's been a good purchase, and actually, I've been in touch with a few um, listeners who've who've asked me questions about the XT2 just through Facebook and through okay. the Raw Podcast cool. um, uh, email address, and they've said, um, well, one of them was asking a question about the back button focus, and um, the good, the the really great thing about the X. T2 is that the back button focus now works properly the way it used to whenever I had a, a, the D750 so on the X-Pro2 when you held down the back button focus um, you couldn't have it you, It wouldn't work in continuous mode like you know I used to use it in servo it mode just on locked the, on the, for one shot, it just locked it? for one oh, shot okay. and it used to be kind of annoying and mm. somewhat because you have to keep putting your finger you have to keep it. lifting it and pressing it and just defeated the purpose um so now it will work in continuous focus modes, which is great. So one of the one of the listeners had asked, 
what is the story with back button focus. So maybe I'll explain that, will I? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So I wasn't a back button focuser, I'd say, until I got the D750, because I, oh no, actually, I think I did it a little bit on the Mark III, maybe for about the last few months, but primarily I used it on the D750, and the great thing that I love about back button focusing is that when you, so what you're really doing, in, in essence, is you're using your the button at the back of the camera, the AFL button, or the AEL, whatever one you program it to, you hold that button down, that will then focus, and if you keep that button pressed down, it will the camera will continue to focus if you have it set, say, in continuous autofocus. So as long as that button's held down, the camera will continue to always hunt for focus. You can then use your uh, finger button, your index finger on the shutter to take focus, uh, to take shots. Now, people go, okay, well, what's, the, what's kind of the point? Well, the point is that Let's say, for example, you're taking a shot of a couple and you have them composed a certain way. Well, you could use the back button focus, focus it on the couple, um, take the shot, then lift your finger off the back button, continue to constantly recompose, and you could take five or six shots in very quick succession at different compositions. Um, But by only pressing the shutter button, you're not trying to focus anymore. So it means you can very, very quickly fire off several different combinations of shots. Yeah, so they're still in focus. They're still, they'll never be out of focus. Exactly. Okay. It just saves you having to half press, focus, recompose, half press, focus, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And recompose. Um, so the back button just allows you to work that little bit quicker. And especially if you have it in continuous mode, because then, like, for example, if the bride's coming down the aisle, you can keep your finger on the back button focus, have it focused roughly on the bride's face or, or, or wherever that you're going to get a, a decent focus and just hold, keep that button held down and just constantly press your shutter as she's coming down the aisle yeah. to get your various different shots. Um, so yeah, it's it's very, very, it, it is handy. It takes a little bit of getting used to and a little bit of practice, but it's I, I think it's a good system. Some people say, oh yeah, once you do it, you'll never go back, but it all really depends on what you're into mm-hmm. and, and whether it works for you. But that is in essence the the principle okay cool there you go so there you go straight from That's the that. horse's mouth bloody do you, I dare you <laughs> <laughs> nay um, so what else is going on uh, Photokina what's that it's the German uh, kind of photo road show where they launch new products basically it's kind of where they they showed you know I think they were originally going to announce the Mark IV there um, and the X-T2, but they certainly had them on display, I guess, for people who don't have them yet. So, yeah. So, they announced a load of new products at it. Right. Different what, companies what, did. Give me one product that you've, um, you went, oh, um, Leica. Oh, what have they done? They announced an instant camera. I know our friend Brian... <laughs> He was just so excited about that. He's joking, surely. Yeah. Absolutely, he's joking. What are you doing, Leica? What are you doing with instant camera? What the hell is going on with you? Yeah. Are you stuck for a few bob? But didn't he also mention that they've launched a new international customer support number? Oh, yeah, that's correct. (laughs) That's two great products. Well done. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, Fuji launched a medium format camera. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. The Fuji GFX. 
and it looks amazing 50 megapixel and apparently they have plans for 100 megapixel well what they have said is that the new lenses can resolve up to 100 megapixel with like perfect sharpness so obviously they're going to release a 100 megapixel sensor at some point or as soon as sony releases a 100 megapixel sensor because they're all sony sensors mm. but apparently they've tweaked it in such a way that it looks and feels and works better than Hasselblad's version of that sensor because they're using the same sensor. Uh-huh. So this isn't Fuji's Very. own sensor? No, no. I don't think Fuji uses many of their own sensors. I think they, they not do they, it on the X-Pro? I think, origin, I think what happens with a lot of these companies is they get like the chips from Sony or from the big manufacturers. Even, I guess, Canon designed their own because they're such a big company. Um, Nikon uses Sony and yeah. then they tweak them accordingly and then they add their own processing power and their own algorithms and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Most of it is software now for like noise control and all that. Um, but Sony certainly are rocking the sensor world. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and who is this camera aimed at? I guess this is portraits, portraits, fashion, um, landscape, mm. anything that a Hasselblad would be aimed at. Right. You know, so massive prints, big prints, big, uh, commercial work. Right. Um, and but in a, such a small body, have you seen the I size seen of this it, yeah. camera compared yeah. to an XT2? Even it's mm. it's like not that much bigger. It's incredible yeah. what they've done. Yeah. They are just really leading. We've we've said this before. They're leading the way. Mm. Like they're they're certainly pushing the the boundaries, and and you know everybody is trying to play catch up. Like Canon also announced the EOS M5, um, which is a, their first kind of really proper mirrorless camera. Is this um, the second version of that camera? This is, well, I guess five would mean it was the fifth version of is the, it the M. Fifth? Well, I imagine it is if it's I guess M5. It is, yeah. But this time they've put it in a well, very Fuji looking body, though. 5D have you seen was it? the third, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to, I guess, check that out. Okay, so let me bring you up a, a quick look at this. So there it is. So it's quite. it has quite of a, a you know, small camera Fuji look to it. It does really, yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Nice camera, nice looking camera. And it also has an EF adapter, so you can use all your regular EF lenses, lenses as well. with it. And it has a, like a flip, flippy screen and stuff like oh, that as well. Quite, it is quite nice looking. Yeah, right it's enough, a nice yeah. look, little camera. So it's 24 megapixel. Um, it's an APS-C sensor, so it's a CMOS sensor. So it's a good sensor, obviously, in there. Apparently, it's the sensor from the ADD or the 6D Mark II which is supposed to be coming out, and um, it has the same range of ISO as the 5D Mark IV, and also has dual pixel technology in there for live view, shooting, and all that sort of stuff. So they really are, I guess, going all out here um, and trying to, I guess, challenge... um, Fuji. Fuji. And the other crowd. Yeah. Olympus. Olympus and all those guys. Olympus have a new camera as well. They do. They do. I'll just say on this camera before we move on, I'll just say that this camera has that same touchscreen which the 5D Mark IV has. I have to say it is superb. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's superb. The implementation of this uh, touchscreen is brilliant on the 5D Mark IV. It's one of the best things about it. I know that sounds weird because it's like touchscreen, really? Uh, Considering the guy who wasn't into tilt screens or live view before, yeah. It's superb. And, and the, 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 the live view shooting and the AF tracking on live view and on cinema mode is brilliant. For videographers, it's going to be an, a, an amazing camera. 
I thought now some videographers were like, meh, it's not going to be that much of a great camera. I, I don't know that about that now. I don't know. I think you'd have to use it and maybe try it to, to really know. Because I, you know, I shot a wedding. Videographers not like pulling their own focus. Yeah, I guess they do. But maybe for things like, like last week I was, I was playing with it at the dancing a little bit. And I was tracking people as they were dancing on, on 4K video. And just, just touching on someone. And the tracking followed them so well. Mm. And it zoomed in and out. It didn't have to focus or anything like that. That's pretty good. Did it all automatically. Then I could just switch to the next person. Automatically switch. And this is in really dark, low light conditions. Mm. Um, but the, the camera was tracking away. That's it was brilliant good, yeah. for live view. It was excellent and touch screen. You should, it's uh, superb, you should I have get to that say. video. You should get that video and whack it on YouTube so people could watch it I, and see. I may do. I may do that actually. That's it's a good, good idea. We put it on the Rod Podcast YouTube page. Yeah, that one that we don't have yet. We do. <laughs> we do. That's <laughs> right. Did I not tell you about this? I, forgot, I keep forgetting about you. That. Do you? Are you putting the guy. podcast up there? I am. I am. We have the first four of them up there. I'm oh. a little bit behind. Oh, God's sake, that's that, uh, I'll get them up there soon. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Tilt screen as well, 180 up and down, which is kind of cool. Um, and it has a, um, a three and a half inch tilt screen. Well, built in Wi-Fi, NFC, all the usual stuff, uh, Bluetooth. Um, and with the app, you just have to touch it off the thing, uh, touch it off your phone, and it'll transfer the image. Yeah, no it's way. pretty cool. That's NFC, pretty good, yeah. yeah. So they go on the five D. I don't know actually. I've not tried that because oh. the five D does have NFC as well. So yeah, I must try that. Um, also, it's compatible with its own type of lenses. They've a, a, a line of lenses launched for this thing, EFM right, lenses, right. but it also has an adapter which you can get for the EF lenses. It's very cheap, yeah, and you can get that for the EF regular lenses, which is very amazing. Good. Very good. So, on to the next thing you were going to talk about, the Olympus. No, well, you weren't going to talk about that. Not really. I don't really know anything. It's about a superb it. little camera, though. The M1 oh, was yeah, a brilliant was, camera. So are they I can only imagine the Mark II. Was are they bringing out a new EM5 or anything? They've already done that. Have they? Already? Ages ago, yeah, a while ago, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's an EM5 Mark II. So there you go. Um, so that's kind of most of the tech news. I see. No, there's there's a there's a good there's a good one. Oh, hold on. The GoPro. Uh, uh, you could talk about this. The GoPro Karma drone is out. Oh, yes. So this drone that has probably been about two years in the making, I would say. Okay. It actually, you know what? It actually looks pretty good because what they've done is they have really, in a way, it's like three products in one. It's a drone. Then you've got a stabilizer arm that you can take out of it and attach the, the GoPro to. And then, of course, you've got the GoPro. So you can take it apart. You can fly the drone, land it. Take the stabilizer arm out, attach the GoPro to it, yeah. strap it onto your chest even, Amazing. or hold it in your hand, and you've got a, a stabilized GoPro, like the, like, D, the like the DJI Osmo. Osmo. And you're like, that is brilliant. And it's, um, it's I think with the camera, it's like 1,000 something or other with the camera, without mm -hmm. the camera, so if you have your own GoPro, it's 800 and something. Wow. But you'd be better to get it with the GoPro 5. 869.99. You'd be better to get it with the camera. Because if you get it with the camera, then you're getting a GoPro 5. Which looks like a pretty cool yeah, camera. Yeah, the GoPro 5 Black, which is it does look amazing. Waterproof. No need for the casing anymore. You can talk to it. You can go, record, stop, play. Tell me nice things. Yeah. Make me look like a hero. <laughs> things like that. Amazing. 
It, it looks it, amazing. It actually does look amazing. I also like the look of the new uh, GoPro f- session, the f- session five. That looks really nice. And tell me this, right? Cube. Have you looked at the specs of this? Of what the Karma drone? Yeah. Um, not in not in full. I haven't like done a comparison between the Phantom and that. That's I know what it I'm go- interested. I know in. it goes like thirty five miles an hour. So um, yeah, it goes like thirty five. I'm not sure what the battery life is on it. Okay. But the great thing is, it's foldable. You can get it into a backpack. Just collapse it all down. Okay. Put it in a backpack. Um, so hold on. Can I give you some specs here and let me see if it impresses you? Okay. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll sit back. Okay. You can talk. It's, it's oh, okay. you got okay, so it up there. Okay, maximum so. speed. 35 miles an hour. That's pretty good. That's that's t- slower than the Phantom. Okay. Maximum distance, 1,000 meters. Yeah, the Phantom goes miles. Okay. But I mean, how far do you need to fly it? Exactly. Maximum, this is impressive, Dave. What? Maximum flight altitude, 14,500 feet. You are kidding me. 4,500 meters. You are kidding me. I kid you not. That says that. Let me have a look. Maximum wind resistance, 22 miles per hour. Hold on a second. How on earth can the flight height be further than the flight distance? Because the only way is up. <laughs> I like it. And down again. Um, that's, that is, ama- that's amazing. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you well, I guess signal travels up easier than it travels across. that way, you see. Yeah. Um, the thing is, as well, though, you can only fly it to 130 metres in Ireland. rubbish but we're not in ireland where are we where we're going we don't need roads <laughs> or drones <laughs> oh man do you remember that hoverboard thing you seen yeah, today that's great we should put up we should whack that up on we we'll whack road. that up a link to the hoverboard an awesome video that if you're thinking today. about buying a drone just whoa 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 hold on a little bit yeah save hold up. on save up a little bit more hold on for a couple more years because today we've seen the future of drones. We'll we'll whack it up on the show notes. No, and we'll put it in the we'll put it in the Facebook page. Are you eating? No. <laughs> we'll whack it up on the Facebook page. We will um We we'll should sh- share more, you know, on the Facebook we page. We should. We're gonna start sharing more of our tech. Maybe we'll people Yeah, we should say uh, a new camera Facebook page. New this Facebook, Facebook page. page. New that. In fact, our whole podcast should be just directing us towards the Facebook page. Yeah. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be talking anymore. No. So, um, also, right, um, so that's the Karma Is that all the specs? Drone. Is that it? That's the specs they've given us. Yeah, that's all they've given battery us, life, Dave. Battery life. Battery life. They haven't given battery life, which ah, kind of makes me go a little bit... Five uh, minutes. Do-do-do-do. Um, it Not says battery much. life four hours. But uh, <laughs> that's for the controller. Sorry. To oh, yeah. That's quite interesting, actually. So the controller, um, you don't need a phone for it. So mm. it's got its own dedicated controller, which is really good. If it's uh, good. Which has got its own. I'd say it would be good. They're bound to have made it good. Bound to have. It's yeah, bound to be like a... With a all those specs, it'd have to, wouldn't they? Or yeah. 1080p screen. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But the one thing that I do like is they have an app, and they've got an app called the Passenger Mode. So if I was flying it, then Paul could load up the passenger mode and he could take control of the camera. Oh, I would definitely do that. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I could pick, take all the pictures you and you could fly the drone. Fly it around, yeah. That'd, That'd be, be so cool. Yeah. Like That's that. really good. Yeah. I wonder, can DJI kind of retrospectively add that to their drone? But it looks like 
GoPro have pretty much copied DJI and, and on all their little tools and just put it in one box. So now DJI have to copy this mm. and make it better. The only thing I'm not mad about with GoPro drone is that really, really wide field of view that they have, that fisheye yeah. look. I'm not mad on that from a drone point of view. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get you. I get you. But anyway, it looks awesome. I would love to see one on the flesh. So there you go. Really cool. There's the drone. That's Uh, the new bit of info that Dave had. The other thing I was going to say is SanDisk launched a new SD card, one terabyte. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? That's just crazy. But I love it. Good on you. Good on you. They're mental. They're mental. Those guys in there, they're mental. All they're trying to do is squeeze more and more chips into a smaller little package. So good on them. I wish they were making them for half the price. Exactly. Order of the price. Pretty much. Um, Sigma also launched a couple of lenses for um, Sigma, Nikon and Canon cameras. The 85 1.4 art lens and the um, telephoto 500mm f4, which is like you could shoot a wedding from your car. So you could sit in your car and shoot the ceremony. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then they also launched a 12 to 24 f4 art which is sounds like it'll be a great landscape. Um, probably a good landscape um, lens, but have we done all the technology? Let's have a little think about this. Okay. GoPro, a yes. camera even. Check. Um, the Fuji medium format. Check. The, what else was there? Olympus. Check. 5D update, X-T2 update. What else was there? There was something else, I'm sure of it. Let me have a look. We can't leave the listeners uh, feeling... Wanted. Feeling... Wanting. Yeah, we left wanting, exactly. Um, Raw podcast. I saved the little thing here. So there you go. Um, Have we got anything else then before we go on? I think that is actually... I had a little look there. Okay, now that we're comfortable... Not together, obviously, on separate ends of the... the We're we're on opposite ends of the sofa. Yeah, just so you know. Our feet aren't even touching. (laughs) Not yet. Um, Sorry. We should... I was thinking about this the other day, Paul. I was thinking that... um, In fact, I'll tell you how this came about. Tell me. Someone said to me that... um, It'd be good if you guys just had a chat about who you are. Oh, my God. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we are... Seven episodes in now, and uh, the only thing the listener knows about you is that you're Paul, and the only thing they know about me is that I'm Dave. That's it. Okay. Uh, and that we're both photographers, but really, other than that, we are just um, voices. Enigmas. Total enigmas. Mysterious. I like the mysterious thing, though. I leave it that way. Yeah. It's cooler, isn't it? Yeah. So what next? No, just kidding. Um... You know, I was thinking that we should just do a little um, well, I think chat. Okay, well, let's do a chat. Where where did it all start for you? Where'd you come from, Dave? Uh, well, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, location-wise? Yeah. Derry. Or London, Derry. So how'd you no. get into photography, though? Um, did you I, always, like... Were you one of these people who grew up with a camera in their in their cot? I, my dad used to always have a uh, camera everywhere he went. Don't forget the sizzle. Oh, my gosh. My dad, he had like a camera everywhere he went. And I just thought to myself, you know what? He's carrying a camera. I should get a camera. And I was just forced to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I sh- that, that, is that racist? That's not racist. No, you're That's so only racist. worried about racism. That's only racist against uh, people with vocal fry. Yes. Mm. And they're... That's fair enough. 
Egypt anyway. They're rare. Uh, yeah. yeah, set themselves up. Um, do you think so? Uh, this week, this week, um, we've been talking to so David I and Ball, like, and so I was like, their backgrounds. Can I use your camera? <laughs> <laughs> what their backgrounds were and where they came from. So here they are. This is Dave. He's he's thirty nine. No, he's not. He's forty. Oh my god, he's forty years of age. Okay, no, let's be serious. Okay. Um, the other day, um. Uh, somebody had said to me, Paul, that it would be good if we put a little bit in our podcast where we just had a chat, not technology based, not even photography based, just a chat to find out who we are, you know, what our backgrounds are, our thought processes, yeah, that kind of thing. Because we're now seven episodes in and really the only thing the listener really knows about you is that you're Paul and that I'm Dave. And the only uh, other way they really get to know anything about us is by probably going on to our Googling respective us. websites. Exactly. Mm. Don't Google too hard. No, don't go too deep. <laughs> don't go to page two, whatever you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you go deep, you may not come out. Alive. Oh, I just seen a car come in. I think that's D home. We could, we could have D as the interviewer. Oh, let's let's do that. Let's have D on the podcast and she could do some interviews. D would be a great interviewer. Yeah. This is my wife, D. Um, by the way, whenever mm-hmm. she does come in. She's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. I'm only married two years and I'm still in love. God, he's <laughs> probably going to start crying now. Boggins is going to go buck mad if that is D. Buck mad. That's buck with a B just in case any of those no, she might be WhatsApping her friend or something on the car on the way home. She does that a lot. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, so I thought that would be good for us to just sit down and have a chat. Proper okay. chat. Let's do and it. now that we've got a glass of wine, Loosened we're feeling up. relaxed, then um, I think you'll be more of an open book and maybe we'll find out some things about you that maybe nobody's heard before. Okay. So Dave, how did you get started at all this? Okay, so... Um, Photography business. Photography business. Yeah, I, I guess... Did you always say... Did you always want to be a... Sorry for interrupting. Did you always want to be a wedding photographer? No, no. Okay. No, not really. So how'd you get into... What was your first camera? Oh, my first camera was a really naff photo smart. Ooh. Um... Photo smart. I'm going to say it's seventy. Okay, if by something like that. I can't even remember by the number. It was the company by called HP. Photo smart. Oh, HP. Okay, well, they Packard. do cameras. Well, I worked for HP for a long time. Okay, um, so they offered it. They offered a um, employee purchase scheme. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I bought a camera, and um, so I took a lot of pictures in the photo smart for a long time. And that's how you got into it. And I went, oh, this is great fun taking pictures, and then. Just to kind of, I suppose, uh, get to the good stuff, I went on a little trip to Belfast with my brother and a couple of his mates, and mm-hmm. one of his friends, Ben, who was my brother's boss at the time, he had bought the Canon EOS 300D, yeah. which was the first digital DSLR to be under a thousand euros at yeah. the time. I got and one of them too. You got one of them too? I that, did, that was, was my that, first digital SLR. Was that, that was my first digital SLR? Yeah, me too. Wow, we're amazing. Mine broke after about two weeks. Did it? No, mine lasted me forever. Failed. Really? I went back and they swapped it for the 350. You know what? Do you know what megapixel that was? Six. Six. But then I think the, the 350D came out very soon after. I never had the 350. It was like 12 or 10. So and I got that. I had 300D for ages. Wow. 
And so then, carry on, sorry. And then no, that's fine. And then my then, no, that's grand. But I saw he had the he had the three hundred D, and I thought that's amazing. He took a picture of a skateboarder, and I remember thinking that's amazing. How'd you manage to freeze him in the air like that? Isn't that mad? Yeah, that you kind of were like that bowled right. over by someone. You're like, wow, how'd you how'd you do that? Incredible. And um, it's your little curiosity, so little yeah, brain so taking he, over. He, he he took that. Oh, that's brilliant. So then I ended up getting three hundred D. And uh, then uh, my dad bought a 400D and we did a swap. What? Because he thought, well, you'll probably get more use out of it. swap a So I had the 400D. And that's what I used to shoot a lot of my first weddings on. Shh. Don't be telling people that. 400D. Perfect. Not Perfect. a problem. And people get out now about, you know, your 50 mil. Ugh. It's not you know sharp what? It's in funny. the corners. It came, it came with an 18 to 55 like F4 or something and I saved up and I got myself a 17 to 55 2.8 and I'd say I shot pretty much all of my weddings for about a year on that one camera and one lens amazing but yeah so anyway that's how I kind of got into it and um, you know yourself you kind of shoot one for your friends and a family but how did that occur see let's rewind back here right so what tickled your fancy in in that first of all you were just shooting around with that camera I was shooting everything so I had I created a little website this is before the days of Facebook I created a website called Dave's Picks with an X is it still in existence no it's not but you know what there was one day on a hard drive there I was cleaning up hard drives and I found the website like you know the all the html files that i created made it on dreamweaver or whatever fireworks nice and um oh that was naff and uh but every time i had my camera out somewhere i would take pictures and then i would modify the banner and put in a new thumbnail on the banner that would click into that set of photos and uh, it was called days pics and then i um took enough pictures that i thought i could probably get my own web domain i could just probably buy a domain so I bought DavidMcClellanPhotography.com and uh, made it look a lot better. It was all black, all black-based website. And I had s- several categories. And because I had been to a couple of weddings as a guest, mm-hmm. I created a weddings as s- you do. section with just, obviously, candid shots because un- I was only like a guest shooting at these weddings. Took the odd shot from like an aisle, took a shot of mm. somebody like, you know. You're one of the people you give I out about. I was one of the annoying people. Mm. And um, actually, I can safely say I wasn't one of those annoying people because I never, I never followed tried to tag along mm-hmm. or get in the way or anything. I just took my own little things on the side. But yeah, I probably was a wee bit. It's the kind of guy you are. You're a maverick. You're out there on your own. I'm out on my own mm-hmm. on the fringes. You certainly are on the fringes. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a fringe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, me too. Yeah, both of us together. Yeah, uh, even one fringe like boat. that we could share. Yeah, that'd be cool. Paul, are you using the fringe this Saturday? I've got a wedding. <laughs> oh, I'm heading to a, a an Oasis concert. I oh, really need it. No, you, you need it more than yeah. me. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Can you make sure to have it back by next week, though? Because I'll do my best. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I just created a little wedding section, and then a friend of a friend, you know, the worst kind of friends, contacted and said, "Do you think Dave would shoot our wedding?" And that was the first wedding that I did for a stranger. Right. And that was uh, that was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Did it all pretty much candidly. My portrait shots at the time were literally just walk down there, and when you get to the end, just walk back. Nice. And that's it. That was it. <sighs> but I think that's kind of the way you still kind of do back that in those now, days. Though. Not really. No. No. You no. don't get them to walk. 
Nah. Just I mean, pretend, if walk, pretend you're walking but down But if there. they're walking, they're walking, that's grand. But yeah. like, I wouldn't get them to walk somewhere and then walk back. No, you're a believer in keeping it real, Dave. I know that about you. I like that about you. Thanks, man. So, okay. So how, that's I me. Know, that's me. Well, can I ask you first, before we get into that, can I ask you, like, how your first wedding went? Can you remember your feelings? Um. Well, my first wedding, my first kind of paid wedding was actually for a friend believe it or not so they were they insisted oh I'm paying you they insisted on paying me but the, I'm sorry can we rewind back the friend of a friend wedding was the first that wedding. Was, you that, didn't that, get that, paid for that no no that was that was that was kind of in, a, in essence the second wedding oh I see so the first wedding was a friend okay and they 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 made sure that they wanted to pay me and then the second one was for a friend of a friend pure stranger but that first wedding that I did for the friend was good. I mean, I shot it. I, the reason they wanted to pay me is because they wanted me to be, you know, take it seriously, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not just kind of that turn nice. up and get drunk and do whatever mm-hmm. and be like a guest. Yeah. So I took it really, really seriously. Good, you, good for you. And it went, it went really well. The one for the friend of a friend went was probably even better. Yeah, it was How great. did you feel? I felt really good. I mean, I mean, I remember you a nervous. Guy. Net nervous, yeah. I remember a guy coming up to me and saying, "Oh, how long are you shooting weddings and all?" And you know, did you lie? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you like it and go, "Oh, yeah, I've done about 20 thinking like twenties loads. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've done about twenty. And um, oh, very good, very good. And oh, have you got any cards? And I had little cards made up and everything. Nice. You were well prepared. Yeah, I had things like that kind of sorted. But um, yeah, no, I felt good. I, did, I don't know. You see, I am not. I am. How did you? I'm not somebody files? who gets one nervous. No, at things no, like you're that. not. You're definitely not. You're a man who lives in the moment. But so you don't think about yesterday or tomorrow. You I think, think that's about not a good now. thing, though. Oh, it's a good thing, Dave. It is a good thing. But uh, yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't like kind of. You know, I tell you one thing that I did used to get, and I uh, obviously don't get this anymore. Mm. I used to get nervous the night before. I used to kind of me too. Yeah, not sleep very well. Have a lot of. I used to. I used to have dreams all the time. Where messing I, it up. I, I used to always have this dream that I dropped my camera over the balcony in wedding in churches <laughs> did you go up to the balcony a lot well i could yes i can tell you this you see whenever for about my first year i nearly did all of the aisle shots the bride come down the aisle from the balcony because i was just too again you're a maverick i was just too kind of fearful fearful of messing up from the front wow whereas it's easy to shoot it from the balcony you just stand at the balcony and it's just aim it at the bride and just shoot it's the same thing on the on the aisle though yeah I know but maybe I was just worried of like making sure that the bride was in focus coming oh, okay. down or whatever it happened to be yeah. and the cameras Mad, were a lot slower it was a lot slower to focus yeah. but I'll tell you one thing though what? and this is something I still stand by is that I go to weddings the now balconies far you shoot everything from a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I, seen your car. I, I I go to weddings now with far more feeling of pressure than I used to back then. I but never I never kind of went to weddings, kind of going, going, oh god, better better not mess this up. I just kind of thought, well, you know, they're like I wasn't very expensive, so I was thinking to myself, probably, well, they're probably getting what they pay for, really, you know. Uh, Is that allowed as opposed to, say to that? now, they're not. No, no, that's good. That's good. It's great to hear that. I'm sure a lot of people, especially people who are starting out feel that way about weddings and feel they have to constantly push themselves and improve on what they've done all the time. Well, I think the standard as well of wedding photography now is much higher than yes. it was whenever I started. Definitely. I mean, it's much higher. Yeah. For anybody starting out now, they have to jump to a high level quickly mm-hmm. and probably can. And I mean, to be honest... the equipment that's available. I have, I have no doubt there's probably still lots of wedding photographers who are probably fairly mediocre. It's just that I, I don't get to see them. 
you know, I don't get to see that work. Mm-hmm. So the people that I tend to follow on Instagram are people that I know, and I go, oh yeah, that that's that's really good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so I'm get I'm getting to see all the really good stuff. Whereas maybe if you were maybe a bride and groom who had a very limited budget, you probably would be looking maybe in different place. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No, I agree. You and I mean? come here. Tell me this, right? What about the couple when they got their photos? What did they? Oh, do? I love were them. They happy. Love them. And what did you edit them in? I edited. I because there was no Lightroom. Um, Lightroom didn't exist then. I think I probably edited. I'm pretty sure I edited my. No, I think Lightroom was there. Oh, man. Really, was it? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. You know what? I'm hundred percent now. Lightroom is there. Okay. Mm. Lightroom 100%. version one. Like one or two, mm. probably, maybe even three. Okay. Three's about a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. Actually, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Lightroom is there. I remember when I first was messing around with photos though everything was just edited in Photoshop and then I found Lightroom and thought oh that's brilliant this is easier especially just copying and pasting presets and stuff across but yeah it's mad isn't it yeah what about you tell me about your start how did I start yeah well I used to work in an engineering company I was Mm. an engineer in Ericsson Mm. and I remember sitting in my office one day and I had bought actually I'd bought the 300D I'd always kind of had a little bit of an interest in cameras because I was kind of techie anyway, but not a huge interest, not like the interest I have now. Um, but I, I had a camera and I had a film camera, um, like, but it was only a point and shoot jobby, but I still liked taking some pictures. I, I know I always liked taking pictures from, not from an early age now or anything like that, from maybe, you know, in my twenties or something mm. like that, um, on and off. Um, and, I bought the 300D and really liked it mm. and shot with that and it broke after three or four weeks. That is mad, isn't it? Yeah. And so I returned that to Canon and they told me, I bought it in Dixon's actually, and they told me, um, nah, you broke it. You broke the shutter. No. So I kind of had a bit of a row with the manager and all that sort of stuff because I was kind of like, this camera's only three weeks old. Yeah. So he went back to Canon themselves and they said, no, this this is a fault. So they replaced it. And then when, when I went back to replace it, he said, actually, we don't have that model, but we do have the 350 in now, and we'll give you the 350 instead. Mm. So they gave me the 350 instead, and I, I don't think I had to pay any extra either, because I remember being quite happy about it. So I got the 350D, and it felt like, like a serious upgrade, because it was way, way faster. And initially, I think the 300 was in silver, Mm-hmm. It was a silver version. Mine but, was silver. Yeah, but the 350 came out, and I still have the black. 350, came out all black, and it felt really slick, really cool. So anyway, I was shooting with that, just general stuff, and I decided one day, I'm I'm going to do a, a night course. I'm going to do a, like a, a diploma or something like that. Mm. So I went to, I ended up going to Griffith College, and uh, I studied there for a few years in photography. But it was halfway through that it was my sister-in-law, well, now sister-in-law, her friend that she was working with was getting married and she was looking for somebody to take photos at her wedding and kind of said, do you know anybody who takes photos at, at their wedding? Um, and she said, yeah, I do actually. My my sister's boyfriend uh-huh. at the time, um, he's doing a photography course. Maybe you should talk to him. Mm-hmm. Now, in the meantime, before that happened or during that period, a friend of mine was getting married and I went to his wedding. And But I brought 
a film camera with a, about three or four rolls of black and white film. Is this, you were getting this off the night course? This is where well, you were this learning my, this? Yes, mm. because we were developing our own uh, film, film in the da- dark room and stuff like that. So I said to him, you know, he had a photographer and I said, I might bring my camera because he actually shared an office with me in, in Ericsson. And he said, oh, bring your camera, take a few photos. So I ended up taking a few photos that day. And actually I ended up getting a few nice images that I was really happy with. I'm still actually happy with them now when I really look back are. at them. There was a couple of aisle shots I managed to capture and then shots of them signing the register. I went up and took a couple of shots and then later on I took some candidates and stuff like that. Um, But again, it was a case of, you know, there was a photographer there and they were doing their thing and you didn't want to get in the way and stuff. I was one of those just sneak you out on the aisle as the couple are coming down. Get your stupid camera out of the road. Yeah, but mine didn't have a big screen on the back or anything because it was a film camera. It didn't look like an iPad. So I just held it to my chest and gave it a little... So anyway, it was... um, it was a Pentax. It still is a Pentax. Mm. Um, so and it I, hasn't changed? No, it hasn't. Well, it no, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, so I, I did that. was happy with them. So I brought them along to the meeting that I met this couple and showed them these few photos that I took, that I had taken. And they were they were happy. They were like, yeah, that's cool. Come along. And maybe you could give us a quote on how much, uh, how much you'd do our wedding for. Um, well, what did you say? So I said, sure. Okay. I'll uh, I'll drop you an email. Think about it. I'll have a think about it. I'll drop you an email. So I went back, and of course, at the time, was like, "Okay, what do I, what do, I do? What do I do?" Um, and I I think I ended up quoting them seven hundred euros. Not bad. Which was actually quite high, I thought at the time, and yeah. I kind of just went for it. Um, and they said, "Okay, that sounds cool," because their wedding was actually in Kerry. So. Um, uh, I, we travelled down to Kerry, myself and Elaine, and Elaine didn't shoot with me that day. Um, was Elaine doing the night course too? No, Elaine was in Ericsson as so well. So how was she we getting met. her skills? She wasn't shooting at the time. She was just along for the okay. the fun of the it. The ride. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, <laughs> stop. So... <laughs> So anyway, um, so we went to Kerry and we shot the wedding. It was actually a full day wedding. Um, And what I did for the wedding was I hired a camera because it was just like me to go all out. I wasn't the type of guy to just go with a Canon 350 and shoot a wedding. You know, I wasn't that stupid. So um, I actually hired the Canon 40D, which was a very new enough camera at the time. Because I'd start getting you to into camera, cost me two hundred quid to hire, along with the twenty-four to seventy lens, right? Two point eight, and a flash gun. And a flash gun. Yeah. So. Um, and you so put that on top. You put that in the hot shoe. Yeah, I did actually. I shot the dancing with it and everything. Do you do all the indoors with the hot shoe? With the I flash? I did. I did. did. I had no clue how to shoot with the flash. It was in, it was insane, but I learned as I went and. Um, I think I got better as the day went on, to be honest. <laughs> the last 10 shots that's were incredible. That's how pressured I felt. I ended up delivering about 350 images. It took me about, I think, about eight weeks to edit that wedding because I just was so unsure on how to edit. Yeah. I edited it in Aperture 1 at the time um, and then used Nick software. Can you, do you remember uh, I Nick think I remember that, filters? Yeah. Well, I used them and to basically filter the beep out of all the photos and they looked like cross-processed and 
contrasty and wedding. crazy. And actually, the wedding ended up quite nice. The end ended up quite quite nice. Mm. Um, um, but yeah. So you know, uh, is there anything if you look back at your pictures from back in those days? Is there anything that you go? What was I thinking? Um. Yeah, well, for certain poses and certain things I did at the start, definitely. You know what I noticed? But I never, sorry, I never um, used too much filtering after that. I kind of kept everything just normal. Did you? Well, um, I'm talking more about from a uh, a photographic style point of view. And one thing that I can say, say, which is weird. About your work? Yeah, is that I took everything... In, like in portrait <laughs> and also I took a lot of shots from the back of people like uh, loads oh, I did that too loads of people at the back I was yeah. really intrigued by people's backs backs and back of their heads someone back actually back of their heads back of their phones yeah, I think that's back a, of their cameras do you not think that's a bit of a oh trying to be in the background nervous thing yeah yeah maybe a new thing I was officially in the background yeah because I was behind everybody <laughs> <laughs> so the aisle shot when you eventually got to shoot the aisle, uh, where you just walk behind the bride uh, all yeah. the way down. Uh, don't 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 even turn around. Just give it to the give it to the father of the bride. And go here, just take a few shots on your way down. Yeah. When did you get over your your aisle phobia? Oh, I can't remember, but it was probably within the in that first year or so. So I used to always say to couples, so I'd meet them and say, "Look, um, it's quite nice sometimes to shoot up in the from the." I'd sell it, you know, as a as an idea. You know what's nice? Slide sometimes it's, the, it's really nice to kind of shoot up from the. From the balcony, because then you get to see all of your guests' faces as they turn around and it's look at you. It's quite a nice thing, though. That's a good sell. I'd buy that. And they went, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's brilliant." I go, this okay, guy's so cool. he's so fresh and original. No, he's just uh, he's just scared. Yeah, <laughs> and I could say to them, "Tell me about your church, Sam. So does it have a uh, have a balcony? No, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the right photographer. For Will you. I bring a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pair of enormous stilts." <laughs> I don't know if you've known this, but I, I shoot everything on stilts uh, from the back of the church. Is that okay? So, so when did it actually hit you? Hey, I've got a, I could make a career out of this. Or Pro- did it? Probably fairly early on. I remember I used to go into um, work, into mm-hmm. HP. Yeah. That's where I worked. And I remember um, every day I get in the car. I'm just going friends. in edit. <laughs> but with friends, I get into the car, they'd give me a lift to work. And I used to go, guys, I booked another wedding today. And I remember at one point I got to, and I had a very good boss at the time who was great on giving me, like, you know, at very short notice, you know, I need to get this oh, Friday yeah, yeah. off for a wedding. And he was very good. And he just goes, oh, how many weddings have you got? And I was like, I've got like 30 to do for wow. next year. And he'd be like, oh, oh, he was French. Oh, 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 you have to quit, though. You have oh, to quit. That's good. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And it was right at the height of the recession. So everybody was like, oh, try to keep your job for as long as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I did. <clears throat> so, um, but eventually I just thought, I, I know what, I can't do this. I can't give HP my all and I can't give the photographer, photographer my all. So I'm going to have to make a decision. So uh, on the October of 2009, wow. I remember going into my boss and saying, I think I'm going to give this up. And he was like, I think you're doing the right thing. Wow. You, you really didn't you want you there. you are useless. <laughs> <laughs> My prayers have been answered. You know what, Dave? Everybody, <laughs> bring out the... 
Uh, yeah, open up the cans. You know what, Dave? Uh, you've, been, party you've been coming in here for a year. Yeah. You've been editing weddings. 11 years you've of been time wasting. Editing weddings for the past year. You haven't yeah. done a tap of work. Yeah. You've had a couple of Using all our broadband. You. You've been printing off photos on our photo oh, can I just HP say, printers. That is the thing. You see, HP. So, HP have this huge, big plant out in Leakslip. I mean, it's enormous. What type of plant? Oh, it's. <laughs> It's not like a, one of those it's Venus flytraps. It's actually a very grey. I live close to it. No, it's a very grey plant, actually. Oh. Anyway, it's a huge, big, huge, big um, printing kind of manufacturing Facility? place. Huge, oh. Massive. Eight buildings. But their main corridor that connects one and eight is a kilometre long. You could jog it. You could. Working. But anyway, what was the point I was going to make there? Oh, yeah. They had, uh, they had a lot of really good facilities there. And one of them was they had this place called the HP Experience Centre. And you could book a slot in there, the HP Experience Centre. They had five or six... Guess he spent a lot of time there. Me. Unlimited prints. No, Unlimited Give it up. Prints. Canvases. What? Massive. Um, oh, I don't have the picture here anymore. Do you remember the picture over in my old house, Stephen Street? The big, long, long, long print. Yes. Sandiford? Yes, yes. Printed for free. Nice. In the HP Experience Centre. Oh, it's brilliant. Thank you, HP. That's the one thing that I missed. Thanks, HP. You've set me on my way. But yeah, there you Amazing. go. So uh, no, I think it was fairly kind of early on. I went, oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing with wedding photography. You can see your bookings come in for the year in advance. So you're like, well, I know I'm going to be doing that many. So therefore, I know I'm going to be getting that much money. So therefore. So therefore, I might it as well It is difficult. Give it up. That is a good, like, I think that is kind of a brave decision though. It is difficult to give up your day job where mm. you're getting that salary into your bank and you're going, oh, this is great. I know my money at the end of the mm. month, I'm going to have a full bank again. It's difficult to go from that to, oh, I'm working. I'm, I'm working for myself here. I'm making yeah. my own money. It's tough. It's mm. t- it takes a bit of, it takes some courage. It takes a leap. Like and to be honest with you, in my case, like I had, I didn't really have the option. It was like a redundancy option, and or move to Sweden. And mine was like move well, to Sweden. Yeah. And What's mine, that about? Well, they they were moving a lot of production away from Ireland but they were offering us jobs in Sweden if we wanted well there was jobs going there right. but were you my, in production? no I mean they were offering sorry they were moving their design and, and their development right. to, to different parts of the world and they were pulling a lot of it back into Sweden so that was an option for me and it wasn't because at the time I had booked like 20 or 30 weddings in my first year year and a half and I kind of just said you know what this is the chance I'm going to take it and if it doesn't work out I can come back Try regret. and get a job. Do you regret it? Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. You could have lived in Sweden. Nah. Ah. There's too many Swedes in Sweden. Oh. Am I that's joking? The, that's the best thing about it. I know. That's the problem. Mm. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But yeah, so that made me kind of go, okay, I'll give this a try. And then from there, it just went, it went onward. Very good. Mm, yeah. And you're happy with your decision? Oh, yeah. Well, so far. Sure. Yeah, certainly. Why? Mm. You think I should have went to Sweden? No, I'm only kidding. Do you? Did um, I was actually chatting to a good friend of mine today, and they were talking about how um, what? You what? What's wrong? We weren't talking today. No, I've got another friend. What? Yeah. Do you do a podcast as well? You weren't supposed to find out about that, but yeah, I have another podcast. I don't know if the listeners know this, but I have another podcast. What's it called? Um, best podcast in the world ever. Tribute. <laughs> Tribute. So this go on. Just, um, you know, I was chatting with a friend of mine. That I don't have another podcast. I was chatting with a friend of mine today, and they were saying that, um, you know, uh, 
you know, oh, you must find it difficult to build up, you know, kind of, oh, what was the word they used? Um, like your creativity? No, uh, to be, I guess, sincere and, you know, yeah. excited for the couple yeah. and everything else. <clears throat> And uh, oh, do you, do you you know? Have you learned to love weddings? And I think to myself, it's a valid question, though. It is a valid people. question, but at, at the same time, I was thinking, well, I don't really know where that came from because um, I, don't I, really I, I do like shooting it. weddings. Yeah. Um, and I think a, a, a big part of it is is that over the seven years that I've been shooting weddings, you kind of find your path in those. You yeah, know, definitely. like wedding photography has changed so dramatically over the years. And it does take you a while to kind of find what it is about weddings that you love to shoot. Because there's so much in a wedding day. You know there yourself, is. there's so much that goes on. So, you know, some people really love like the detail-oriented aspect or the fashion-oriented aspect. Some people like shooting the, the the people aspect or, you know, for whatever whatever kind of angle they, they go for. Angle. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, you do kind of find your kind of way so i guess yeah but I, I do love shooting weddings like yeah i do I and mean, there's times of course like every job out there you kind of go oh this is a tough day yeah we can say that can't we of course we, we can, can say of that. course we can but i think i think it's the weather a, you know and just events and people you're yeah. dealing with sometimes can be difficult mm. some weddings you know? can be people can, can be, be stressed they can't help that it's just the day that's in it for, for them yeah and we have to deal with that we have oh, to learn how to yeah. approach that but always I think some one of the hardest things about this job is that you do have to be, you always have to be in the same kind of zone, mm-hmm. the same mood, the same zone for like creative, you know, um, proactive, you know, ready to go, ready to, whether someone's stressed or someone's happy, you've got to be still yeah. in the zone. You've got to keep your, keep your stay composure, in yeah. not get too flustered. Um, it's a very difficult it, thing to it, do. It can sometimes. be. It can be difficult. It can definitely be difficult. You could and, be tired, uh, especially you could be when you get unwell. Yeah, and you just get like things that are thrown at you. And then you know what I always find is the most frustrating is they have you have these outside influences, and normally, I would say ninety nine percent of the time the couples that you book are superb because yeah. they've hired you and to you find each job. other in a way. So you've put out your work. Mm-hmm. They've found your work. Mm-hmm. There's a nice connection and all is compatible. But then you get these outside influences where you get people going. You should do, take a photo of this or you should do that. Yes. Or, yeah. You get these other people saying, okay. oh, look, take that and take that and take that. And you can't just go, look, you're like, eh. well, hold on. My style is blah, blah, blah. Because you don't want to do that whole explanation to yeah. everybody. He's going, yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to yeah. be nice about it. Put it away and just carry on with your job. Exactly. Yeah. So... Here, here's what I want to know, right? So you've been at this seven, eight yeah. years or so. Yeah. Um, do you feel as, you know, do you feel you have as much drive and as much creativity and as much, uh, you know, happiness for weddings that you've had since you've, from when you started, when you used to get into the car and go, oh God, I booked another wedding last night. When you book weddings now, and you meet couples, do you feel, oh, I'm dying to shoot that wedding? Do you, you know, do you approach each morning, like, do you wake up in the morning going, oh, looking forward to this wedding? Um, how do you, I suppose I'm, I'm trying to ask you is, how do you stay, are you that way? And if so, how do you stay creative? How do you stay? It's a, that's, that's a good one, actually. 
Okay, I'm going to be dead honest. Oh, let's let's put it all out right. on the table. That's what people there want is to times where you're going to a wedding, and you're like, oh god, I'm wrecked. You know, yeah. didn't get a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. or whatever the circumstances are. The weather, you get into the car and it is lashing with rain, and you're like, oh god, this is going to be this is going to be a tough day. This is going to be a tough and, day. Yeah, but it's rarely because of, you know. It's rarely because of the people. Yeah. You can be fairly guaranteed sure that whenever you arrive at a at a bride's house in the morning or whatever it must be, you're gonna get a good welcome. People are gonna be in good form. Um That's you know, what's the, gonna give you a lift. Yeah. Huh? The crack's gonna be good, everything else. And so therefore you're like, Ah, this is good. You know what? Like it rained all day on my wedding. Mm-hmm. It rained all day. Did it have any impact? None whatsoever. I loved my wedding day. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, I wouldn't change it. I mean, if I could have the option to have dry weather and everything and I go yeah I'm sorry that wouldn't bother me at all I had, I had such a good day and so sometimes I've looked at wet days like that and I've thought you know what that's just the way it is it's not going to affect your day don't worry about it mm-hmm. but um, in terms of being creative I, I probably I would like to think I, I'm more creative now than I was then but um, I would say about two or three years ago I probably went through a stage of maybe trying to be something that I wasn't and that was probably upon discovery of certain photographers out there that I'd never come across before and then I went oh god I didn't realize people were doing this kind of stuff and then I went oh I'm going to start doing shots with flashes and light trails and everything else and then I kind of went uh, this is not for me this is not for me this is not what I'm about and this is not what I really um, I, I thought I'd seen a massive spider at the corner of my eye <laughs> It's not, it's just a lead. <laughs> it's just a snake. But um, yeah, no, so yeah, I just kind of thought, you know, that's not me. That's not what I'm about. And yeah. I'm not interested in that. And How did you get to that point though? How, how did you get like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of, and I see it myself, there's a lot of photographers out there trying to be, trying to find their way, not trying to be somebody else, but I guess I did it too. I went to a workshop and I saw someone I really liked and I was like trying to emulate what they're doing because mm. I thought it was, oh, this is awesome. This is the way to go. Mm. And it's only lately that you've kind of found, yeah, this is my style. This is how I like to mm. edit. Yeah, I'm open to, you know, creativity trying and things trying like things out. But I'm but also... trying things out for trying, you. Yes, I'm also trying to sell what I am and what I'm about rather than trying to be something I'm not. Yeah. You know, or be one of the cool it's always kids gonna or whatever. Be, it's always going to be second best to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's kind of the problem. I remember thinking, yeah, so I can, when did you I hit can that do point? that, but this is not anywhere near as good as yeah. how they would do it. So, so sorry, not when did you hit that point, but when you hit that point and now, do you feel now you're shooting... When you shoot, you're shooting for yourself, or do you ever well, feel? Well, I shot a couple of weddings. I shot a couple of weddings, one in particular, um, and I'll, I'll I'll not tell the full story because it's too long. But basically, um, I shot a wedding, and um, shortly after that wedding, one of the people that I'd photographed had passed away, and I got this email from the bride and groom uh, just to basically say, Dave. You have no idea, you know, what that picture, what that picture means to us. And um, I remember thinking, yeah, that's that. I mean, it doesn't matter, matter how many arty kind of, you know, really crazy or artistic shots that I had taken that day. They, they would have meant absolutely nothing to that couple. They would have meant nothing. So I just thought, I, you know what, I think I'm going to approach this differently from now. And then I did um, 
I had a couple of circumstances like that. Yeah. And then I went to the Parsons workshop back in January of 2014. And that kind of emphasized that point, which is that, you know, uh, photography is more than that. It's, it's about being real and about capturing people and, you know, capturing the, the real essence of people. And I just thought, yeah, that's exactly right. It's not really about glow sticks or fucking... Sorry, I just cursed her. Curse. <laughs> Sorry, but it's not. It's not really about flashes or light trails or whatever it was that I felt like I was doing mm. too much of at the time. And I just thought, I'm not doing that anymore. I am not doing that. I'm just not. And I'm not going to do other things either that I just to do with couples. Like there was a huge trend there. I mean, we all did it, but there's a huge trend there for a long time. Just stand, hold hands, and don't smile. Why? Why? Yeah. What is that all about? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I mean, I used to have people say to me, "Do we smile or not smile?" Yeah, me too. And you're me like, too. Uh, I'm like, smile. Yeah, are you but happy? back, but back in the day, you'd be like, you'd say, don't, "Don't smile." smile. Yeah. Just, just, just a nice straight face or and whatever. That's, it that's to be. fine. That was a trend. It was. It yeah, came back from that that photo of the person holding the fork and what do you call it? The yeah, you know that image I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but so it, it came from that whole pensive look, and yeah, and it is nice to have a pensive look. But sometimes I think if they're doing a pensive look, then that's what I'll yeah. capture. Yeah. If that's who they are. Exactly. Do you know what but I mean? But there was a whole load of that. There was a whole load of just stand, hold kind of hands, still happens, whatever. Look, look opposite ways. Of course it does. So and I just went, you know what? Oh, I'm not, don't, but this is not I'm to not say that it's wrong, that. just so, you know. No, of course. No, but what is, I'm saying we're is... We're talking about us here right and our styles you. and what we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just about what's right for you. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like I wasn't really shooting uh, honestly anymore. Yeah. So I just sacked all that and then whenever I used to have my meetings with couples I would tell them these kind of little stories and and um, just say to them look this is the way I'm going to shoot your day and this is the way I'm going to shoot your couple session and uh, I hope that's cool and they'd be like that sounds great that sounds perfect and I've never had a complaint since Yeah, I've never had anybody go oh we didn't really have a shot of this we didn't get a chance nah. to go out because people understand then that at least what they're getting is honest and it's real so is your message then to educate people on your style before you do so or is your message to what is your message well like what would if I was starting out now okay as a photographer mm. in the wedding industry and let's say I have good technical knowledge and I'm ready to go um what would your, what would you say to me? What would your best piece of advice be? Um, I think my best. I don't know. Sorry a, for putting you on the spot. That's here. a tough one. I would say shoot what excites you. Shoot what interests you. If if that kind of stuff floats your boat, yeah, then you're going to find couples whose boat it also floats. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um. So just because I like to shoot the way I like to shoot doesn't necessarily mean anybody else does okay so I would just yeah just be be yourself be yourself that's it just shoot, but find shoot, your interest shoot what you like to what, shoot what, it, what tickles you what, yeah. what gets you because going. the thing is it's all about if if I'm going to weddings all the time and I'm trying to do all this stuff you're and trying I to just be always, somebody else yeah and I'm trying then you're going to lose your kind of desire to do it yeah, you're just going to be like oh yeah. I've got to do one of those shots now with the flash and I've got to do one of those with or I've seen this great shot I should I should do one of these yeah I, I, everybody's doing double exposures at the moment yeah. I should do double exposures exactly exactly and we've all we've all done, done it. it but you have to experiment of course you, know? you do and then you go I really like this I don't, I don't like doing this anymore yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do it yeah. I'm not going to do it so, so yeah that's good advice so what about like what about you like when did you kind of discover your style and your um, kind of 
slant on things. I, you know, I think I think in some ways we've had a similar journey that we've both went through because I remember us both a few years back, maybe even was it twenty twelve, and we were practicing. We were in Photo Island and we were practicing how to do light trails and and stuff like that. Mm. So I think I was always into, you know, what's technical, what's good out there, what's what can I, what can I, how can I make things look a bit different and stuff like that. But I think as I move along, I'm kind of getting more into trying to just capture a bit of more of the real of what a wedding day is. Mm. Um, how did you get to that point now? Because I think, I think partially, it came from shooting, trying to constantly, you know, keep up with a trend that's out there or whatever's mm. going on at the time, or or maybe try to think of something new or invent something new. And don't get me wrong, I still like doing things like that. Like like what you say, shoot what excites you, and I still do like to shoot the odd you know, double exposure or the night shot. Mm. I do, I quite enjoy doing mm. night shots, to mm. be honest with you. So it is an element of my photography that remains is a little bit of technical mm. edge to it, I guess. Maybe not enough sometimes, I think, but then sometimes I wonder, does that even suit the whole, you know, wedding game? Is that, like you say, is that a photo people are going to look back on and go, oh, I remember that when he ran around us with a light like a crazy man. <laughs> yeah. You know, or are they going to say, oh, I remember that. We were walking down the aisle and, you know, someone threw confetti and we all had a laugh together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, and I think that's something that maybe came to me a bit slower than it came to you because I was indulging in much, much more of the technical things mm. when I should have been, I guess, concentrating a bit more on what the real of the day Well, is. it's like, it's like you know, the whole well, thing, though, about what ex what excites you. And you obviously <laughs> love that real technical... I do, I do like that. I do, yeah. I do love doing the odd technical shot or the odd... But I do find that when I go to a wedding, right, and I photograph it for the people that they are and maybe find some nice angles. We all want to mm. compose and find nice angles do. and all that sort of stuff. But I think when I do that more and get, you know, get to know the people better, that I enjoy the wedding Mm. much more and it ends up being a better experience for them and they also the end product ends up being more honest and more real yeah so i think i think definitely like yourself i'm certainly moving towards much more honest photography much mm. more real mm. um on the other side of things i don't know about you but for a long time i struggled with my um editing mm. and how i wanted that to look and what was the latest thing that was out there and, you know, how can I get that look and how can I do this? And at the start, I obsessed over certain things like that. Yeah. How can I get that look? Should I go to that person's workshop and and try and find out how they do that look? Because it's mm. amazing, it's brilliant and it's all this. But then you come to the realisation that, you know... <sighs> Presets look different in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that is true. Light, uh, you know, you're always seeing the best of. But you come to the realisation that uh, that doesn't really matter either, you know? Yeah, doesn't. That sometimes straight out a camera with a, a bit of touch-up and a bit of, you know, a bit of a bit of your edge, definitely your personality on them, counts more than trying to make everything look faded. Yeah. You know, to Do you think, extent. I? you know what I think a big part of that problem is? Visco. No, no, but <laughs> I, well, maybe, but I think, 
that a lot of, and I've had this conversation with you before, I think in the past, is that I think that we worry too much about what other photographers think. Yes, definitely. You know, we kind of go, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't blog this one because, uh, and you're in I've your stopped. mind, you're thinking, in your mind, you're thinking they were nice, they were a nice couple, but that's uh, probably not the coolest wedding in yeah. the world. And that's and uh, people are going to judge me. Yeah. And the thing is, we're bombarded with so much imagery where you're bombarded with so much wedding photography and the best especially of if you're on the time yeah the best of especially if you're on instagram looks or like facebook or, one or of whatever and you're just seeing stunning wedding pictures after mm. i mean if i was to open up if i just for example click on instagram here and do a refresh and immediately you see a flipping cracker wedding photography image and you're like wow that's amazing well, I would if I didn't get this every time I loaded up Instagram. Wow. White screen with a rotating... It's a polar bear in the snow. A rotating circle going, loading. Promise. I promise it's loading. But um, but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? You're just you're always bombarded. seeing the good stuff and you're mm -hmm. like, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And a lot of these people you know when you're like, wow, they're off to where? You're like, am I not there? Yeah, well... Oh, thanks for the sympathy there, Paul. <laughs> sorry. Oh, well, you're not there. Sorry, sorry. So what, I mean, um, I guess going back to earlier on then, what, what advice would you give somebody who's starting out right now? If you were um, Paul of 10 years ago, what would you say to yourself? Oof. Apart from, wow, look at that thick head of hair you've got. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that while it's here. Yeah. Don't, Don't put so much hair gel on it. Stop washing it. You don't <laughs> touch it. Um, start taking Regain now. <laughs> <laughs> what vitamin is good for hair? Take all of them, just to recover vitamin all the H. angles. Yeah, vitamin H for hair. Yeah. Um, I, what would I say to somebody starting out? That is a tough one. That really is a tough one. Don't. Try and be... Try and be... Don't do it. Try and be unique. Try and do your own thing. That's That's all I could think of, really. I guess, because it's so easy to just look around you and, and get influenced by what's around you. And there's so much good stuff, like we were saying, there's so much good stuff around you. It's easy to get influenced and start doing that. And get depressed. And get depressed. That's how much good stuff there is. And just try your best and create your own stuff and really think about what you want to do shots, you know, what kind of shots you want to do and practice, practice, practice. The more you shoot, the more you shoot, the better you get. There's no doubt about it. That is very true. You got to shoot, 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 shoot all the time to keep it in your brain and to get a rhythm and to get, you know, just naturally start. When you look at something, you immediately can see what you want. Exercise that, that index image. finger. Well, that's another thing. You got. Yeah. To I never get like strain anymore. My no. index finger, like it's. No, mine you, know, just you know, you wake up in the morning after wedding, go, oh, my index finger sore. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's good some action. speed there, that's man. Uh, very fast. Very fast. <laughs> so <laughs> look that how fast I can tap this table. I could do that all day. Stop. That it's was just to show you that I could go a little bit extra. It's thirty frames. That's the bride walking down the aisle. Thirty frames. You know when that. the when the sprinters are doing their hundred meter dash. And they, Do you ever go they start? They should train for 110. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they always slow up about just a little couple of feet. Why do they feet. do that? Go, yeah. And then, Why do you not keep going keep at full Keep going pelt. at full pelt. Yeah, don't stop. Your man's and right uh, at the nose. Like all, It's going to be a nose. All the running disciplines do it. They all mm. kind of relax about. Well, I've done it. Oh, this guy's just passed me. Yeah. Although you see him both can kind of do that. He's 
you know, he's, in a position where he can probably relax about 20 yards from his in. name. That happens a lot, doesn't it? Best name. Yeah. There used to be a racing driver called Scott Speed. Well, there still is, mm-hmm. but he doesn't race in Formula it's 1 funny, anymore. It's funny, isn't it? It's a good it's name. Funny how that happens. It'd be like um, Paul Snapper. What <laughs> <laughs> Snapper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be also good if you maybe like raised crocodiles. Yeah. Raised? Rared? Raised? Yeah. Bread? Bread. 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 <laughs> raised them. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my family. <laughs> uh, this is Mrs. Snapper. Don't get too close. She'll have your hand off and she everything will. else. She'll bite your oh. <laughs> Um Yeah, so I guess that's, that's you know, answering your, your initial question. That's great. That's what I would say is... Change your name to something that has a r- good Steal ring everything. Push. Steal everything. Look at Instagram. Um, Copy see everything. See what everybody else is Spend doing. your whole day. Copy it. Create a folder of images that you just... Like. Gonna, yeah, that you just... Uh, bring them with you on a little flip book. <laughs> don't, <laughs> a little flip book. No, th- don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, just try as much best you can. Create your own thing. And and that's the that's the best I can say. That's good. That's, that's good. Say. Should we just go and finish this up and drink some more wine now? Okay. We'll say goodbye to everybody till okay, next time. Okay, we need to do a, a, a cheers. Hold on. Okay. Let me get my glass. Oh. Um. One second. Dave is struggling here. I have to just top I think it up. he might be really drunk. You ready? Yeah. There you go. Yay. Cheers, everybody. Okay, Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. And um, the next one will be more technical be and um, out sooner. Probably. Actually, it might not be. Uh, yes, it'll definitely be out sooner. Yeah, because yeah. we've been leaving gaps. But um, the wedding season is coming to a slow. So now we're um, we're going to get on our podcasting bikes. Yeah, and, get and up cycle there, get up there on your bike, Dave, over the podcasting horizon into the podcasting sunset. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. a beautiful image, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so long. Bye, Slant. I'm on my bike. I'll race you to the top of the hill. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Oh, this is this is really. Stop quick.